0: It is. I think it's week twenty-one now. Um, welcome back, Average Joe's Podcast. I'm Jack. That's Alec. How you doing?
1: Uh, great today. Uh, I, I didn't know it was going to snow like four inches, but uh, I that's drove this morning. Yeah, I drove this morning at like six a.m. and I almost ran the car into a uh, you know into a fence. So that was good. Car just would not stop. <laughs> but it, it, it was all good. We were, we're, we're all good.
0: Good, good, good. Um, Hopefully that snow does not impact – well, it won't be impacting Sunday's game in Kansas City. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, welcome to AFC Championship Week.
1: It is a weird, weird, weird feeling to uh, have your team still left in an AFC Championship.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty new feeling. I like it. I will say I like it a lot. Yeah, I
1: do like it. Now, now the thing is, is that uh, – you know, it's just weird because the Bengals don't usually get a lot of national attention because it's not a very big brand. Yeah. So now that they are getting a lot of national attention this week, you finally realize that people have no idea, no clue. They haven't watched the Bengals all year. They have no idea what they're saying.
0: That and we've got the quote about fan noise used that was uh, said in September or October. Being yeah. Around- acting like Joe Burrow said this week that Arrowhead's not going to be that loud. So,
1: yeah. I mean, it's just the narrative. It's, you know, it's, it's like that with anything though. It's not just, you know what I mean? People take stuff out of context all the time. If they don't, if they're not really aware of the situation. So.
0: Well, narratives be damned. At least that's what the Bengals are going to be trying to be do, trying to be doing on Sunday in Kansas city, three o'clock. Just some news related stuff to go through before um, we get, into previewing the game on Sunday, uh, doesn't look like we're going to get cam sample back on Sunday. He hasn't practiced all week, but I would say it looks good on Stanley Morgan and Josh Tupo to play, uh, Sunday in Kansas city. And then as for the chiefs, they have a fully clean injury report. So about as good as you can get for both sides, um, heading into this matchup on Sunday, uh, which is good. You know, if you're going to beat the chiefs, beat them, at, beat them at full strength.
1: Yeah. I, I want, you know, if the Bengals lose, they lose. I mean, we've talked about this um, at this point, they're playing with more than house money. Uh, if you win two playoff games, th- that's not fraudulent. Uh, you, you, you're a real team, but um, if they lose to the chiefs at full strength at arrowhead and they keep it close, you know what? If you'd have told me that at the beginning of the year, absolutely would have taken it i'm still gonna be really upset when they lose or if they lose um but i have a feeling that they're just not going to and we'll get we'll get into the predictions later i don't want to spoil it well you, um,
0: said, you said they're not gonna lose <laughs>
1: um but yeah stanley morgan playing is huge um he could be you know one gunner and then trey flowers has played great so he can play the other gunner um Josh Tupo will give a little more depth. Um, they cut Doug Costin from their practice squad, so that means Josh Tupo uh, will probably be able to play most of the game. They won't have to activate anybody.
0: Mike Daniels is, has been uh, practicing this week as well, so looks like they could get him back. Uh, on and Sunday. even
1: Mike Daniels, for, for the Mike Daniels thing, I think you throw the kitchen sink at this game. Uh, you don't say Mike Daniels for if you make the Super Bowl. I think you, you throw the kitchen sink at this game. And if he only plays 10, 15 snaps, I'd rather have Mike Daniels for those 10, 15 snaps than Josh Tupo. So if he can go in a limited capacity, let him go.
0: I agree with you fully on that. So why don't we start with um, why don't we start with this? Um, first of all, Patrick Mahomes is seven and one in the playoffs uh, at Arrowhead Stadium. His one loss is to the goat, Tom Brady. Uh, um,
1: on, on, a, on a fraudulent on a fraudulent offsides call.
0: It wasn't fraudulent. He was offsides. No, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, And there are seven wins. Only three of them have been one-score games. So it's not like they're playing particularly close games with teams at Arrowhead in the playoffs. So my question to you is, what is the number that the Bengals need to get to on Sunday? 38.
1: I I, I've thought about it in my head. The chiefs have not scored less than 31 points in a AFC championship in four years.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: It is nuts to say out loud, but so Evan McPherson went on the uh, Pat McAfee show. I don't know if you've seen the interview. Awesome interview. The confidence that that dude has, that is it's insane. So he asked Pat to, uh, I know you're not a big fan of that show, but, uh, Nope. <laughs> he asked him to see the Vinatieri ball because Pat back has Vinatieri ball with all the records on it. Yeah. And he said, Hey, uh, what's that? What's the one at the bottom? That's what Evan McPherson said. And Pat was like, Oh, it's 14 field goals in a uh, postseason." And then McPherson was like, yeah, I'm going to break that. And I was like, that's awesome. But if he's kicking field goals this Sunday, there's not going to be another game. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not, they're just just not going to be another game. So I, you know, I hope he breaks that, but at the same time, they they need to score touchdowns to win this game.
0: That's going to be the key this Sunday. You know, you look back at last week and if the pass protection, you know, I I didn't realize this until either yesterday or Wednesday, but um, that was actually one of the cleaner pockets that Burrow has had this year, as far as pressure percentage. It's just that every time they got pressure, there was a sack.
1: Yeah, the sack, the sack, the sack win rate and and the pressure win rate were, the pressure rate was about the same, but the sack, the stack rate was just yeah, exponentially higher.
0: Which I, I think one of the key things to note when you look back at that first game against the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs, you know, they had those penalties at the end of the game, but for the most part, it was a lot of the Bengals just being the better team uh, that first time around. And I think that... The important thing to note, and the thing I want to talk about next is, so the Bengals allowed 20 pressures in that first game against the Chiefs, 20. Quentin Spain, if you remember, got hurt at the very end of the first half and didn't play the second half. Well, 13 of those 20 pressures came in the second half once he went out. So how big of a key is it, one, to stopping Chris Jones, and two, to having Quentin Spain back? You know, it's still a battle line. But how big of a key is it to have a contributor and a solid, reliable player like him up front on Sunday?
1: Yeah, we've been been hammering this for a year now, almost a year. Um, Average O-line is a hell of a lot better than bad O-line. And and the difference is the world. And Quinton Spain, I would say, is probably the 15th or 16th best left guard in the NFL. And that is way better than the 60th best left guard in the NFL. So it's a huge deal to have him fully healthy this game. And you know, the Chiefs don't do a lot of stunts like like the Titans get like the Titans did, and thank God they don't. But um Chris Jones will not be lining up against Quentin Spain. He will be lining up against Akeem Adji basically every single play.
0: Yeah, you know, exactly.
1: That's that's what he did in game 1.
0: So I think I think the theme that we're going to be talking about a lot today, tomorrow and into Sunday is that this game is going to be a whole lot about can the Bengals do enough to stop or or curb the Chiefs just enough for the Bengals playmakers to make plays on both offense and defense. You know, I I think it would be foolish for us to expect the chiefs to play a similar defensive game plan that they did last time. So maybe you're looking at, I mean, we all know Jamar is not going to do two sixty three touchdowns again, but you know, the, the chiefs have been absolutely lit up by good passing attacks all season, you know, evidence a being last week with Gabriel Davis and Josh Allen. So how big of a role do you think T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are going to play in this game? And then, secondary to that, how important is it going to be for the Bengals to not try to rely on the one-trick pony of uh, go to Jamar?
1: Yeah. So the one-trick pony, I think it's still going to work um, if they want it. Because I mean, let's be honest—we've talked about this. The Chiefs, I don't think, are going to want to double Jamar every play. Because if you do that, they did—they didn't—they didn't do that to Stephon Diggs. Um, and you saw Gabriel Davis go off for 204 touchdowns. So I don't think they're going to do that to Jamar because, I mean, let's be honest. I think Tyler Boyd and T Higgins are both better than Gabriel Davis. I don't think that's really like an argument, um, or really a debate. So I think they're going to be scared of if they double Jamar every play, they're going to, you know, be susceptible to those other two for, to, to, to go off. And also, um, you know, Steve Spagnola, their D coordinator has been shown to be very stubborn and and to do what he wants, you know, um, regardless of who they're playing. And it could burn them or, you know, he's a multiple time Super Bowl champion. So um, he's probably earned the right to do that. But um, so I was looking on Twitter and the, uh, some, somebody was talking about if the Chiefs and Steve Spagnola are going to be patient enough not to blitz. Because Joe Burrow, obviously, we've talked about it before. Best quarterback in the NFL against the blitz this year. Um, so they only blitzed the Steelers. I think it was six times the whole game. Um, the first. Why?
0: Why would you blitz the Steelers?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Um, th- there's no point. But no point. I, I, don't think he's going to be able to handle himself this week. I don't. I don't think he's going to be able to handle himself. I think he's going to try to blitz. Um, I think it's going to create one-on-one matchups on the outside, and I just don't see Charvarius Ward religious need
0: Um, you know I I just don't see them stopping this outside attack the the Chiefs secondary is uh, if you had to pinpoint one weakness on their team it is their back end of their defense with their linebackers included I mean Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are good players but they are far from what the Bengals would have had to confront with the Bills or far from to be honest with you what what the Titans presented last week now that being said I think Chris Jones is probably the best defensive player uh, in the AFC in the, in the interior. Uh, You know, you could say Cam Hayward, but you know, I, I don't want to get into that, but Chris Jones is a certified game wrecker. And so that is, is definitely something that worries me looking at how the Bengals interior of their own line matches up with that. But the counterpoint to that is, other than Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew on the back end, the Chiefs have very few difference makers on their defense. Very few. Yeah,
1: yeah. Their, their edge rushers are really not that scary. Um, they're paying Frank Clark a lot, um, but and he's come up big in playoff moments the last couple of years. But I'm not really scared about their rush. Other than other than Chris Jones, and that's a good thing because last week I was scared about four people on their D line. Um, this week I'm only scared about you know, one
0: and a half. So yeah, it it, it goes well. And it also seems like when compared to the Raiders and the Titans defenses, that the chiefs pass rush is more of a disorganized get there if you can. Whereas the Raiders and the Titans goal is to keep the guy in the pocket and just collapse that pocket with guys like Jeffrey Simmons pushing up and then guys like, Harold Landy, Max Crosby, Bud Dupree closing in on the outside and just sort of doing that vice grip. It's more of the Chiefs are just like, all right, we're just gonna rush people, and if he gets out of the pocket, he gets out of the pocket. I mean, we saw Josh Allen do it last week. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and here, and you know, I'll I'll say this: Um, we understand how good Mahomes is and that offense is. If they had, if their defense was decent, they would win every game by twenty, you know, twenty five.
0: Yeah. Um, they're still but, the best team in football probably even with a subpar defense that just that's, it, goes it to show plus, how awesome their scheme is on yeah. offense and their scheme is on defense I mean for teams I, I get the Bills just hung 36 on them and the Steelers put up 14 you know they put up 21 but to pick six if they had more talent on that defense like you're saying oh, it would be yeah. comedic because nobody could beat them
1: No, no, it it would be, it would be like 08 Patriots, but not choke against Eli, man. Like it would be like, it would be crazy. Um, You know, it's just weird because I have this feeling, I'm, you know, and everybody's saying this, it's making me so mad people. And they're like, Oh, well, it's arrowhead. It's different. The Bengals just went toe to toe with the chiefs four weeks ago. And people act like the game didn't happen. They say the Bengals have absolutely no chance. That's just not true. They they don't have they don't they don't have a zero percent chance. I understand that the, the chances are lower. I understand that hundred percent. But don't tell me
0: that it can't happen. Uh, it, it, they just beat them four weeks ago. It's it's truly and honestly, it's not the environment that scares me. And now we can switch this to the Chiefs' offense against the Bengals' defense. It's not the environment that scares because when you have guys, and I I understand that like. Arrowhead is a different beast from SEC stadiums, but when you guy, you have guys that have played in these noisy SEC environments, Kyle Field, Brian Denny, so on and so forth, or environments in the Big Ten, Penn State, so on and so forth, it's not the environment, it's not the noise, and it's not the magnitude of the moment that I think is going to beat the Bengals. I think it is going to be the Bengals not having enough on defense to stop the, the just this cyborg of an offense that the Chiefs have have built up over the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, and and this is another scary part. Um The Chiefs only have one good receiver, and one maybe combined one good running back, and they're still this juggernaut offense. It, it, it's scary because you know this might and and you know I you know I am a homes in fantasy. You say I love the Chiefs. I don't you love do. the Chiefs. You do. I don't, I don't love the Chiefs. I just love when Mahomes puts up 60 fantasy points in our league during the regular season. But uh, I'm scared that this might be one of the last chances the Bengals have to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs because if they get more weapons and they get a couple more people on defense, it, it's going to be exponentially harder to beat them again. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm looking at their offense – they limited Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey last time. Um, they did a really good job of that. Now, the only thing they have to do that they did a really, you know, I, I'm not going to say it, really bad job of last time was containing Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Um, yes. If you not out of the pocket, you're playing with It's fire. over. It's over. You're not. He does that little duck run. It, it's over. Um, and, and it wasn't only outside of the pocket. He was stepping up in the pocket and doing those sidearm throws to people wide open, you know, 15 yards on the field for a first down. They got to they gotta contain. Um, I don't know how they could do that. I don't know if they got a QB spy. But if you do a QB spy, then that, you know, that takes away from, you know, covering Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I don't know what Luana Romo is going to do.
0: Yeah. I, I, so... Similar to the Bengals missing Quentin Spain the first time around, and I'm not saying that Quentin Spain and Orlando Brown are equals by any means because Orlando Brown's a really, really good left tackle, but Chiefs didn't have Orlando Brown the first time, and it didn't look like their O-line suffered at all, which is not good news for whatever the Bengals want to do on Sunday.
1: No, it's not good news, but it's also good news that (laughs) – It's also good news because it's not going to be that different. You know, Joe, Joe Tooney played left tackle, which we still should have signed him. But Joe Tooney played left tackle. Um, And to be honest with you, I didn't even realize he was playing left tackle until about halftime. Because yeah. um, I, I didn't realize Orlando Brown was hurt until I'm like, hey, where's that 6'8", 350-pound dude playing left
0: tackle? Why is he not playing it? A guy that the Bengals should have picked a couple of years ago. Let's remind oh, him of that. Listen, listen, brother.
1: He fell. They should have him and Creed Humphrey on this O line right now. Um, but that, yeah. that that's and you Creed know what? That's neither here nor there. You know, it's because he had 14 reps on the bench press. I don't care. He was a two-time All-American consensus. First team. I uh, it doesn't matter.
0: But and his dad's name was Zeus. I mean, that's how that's the bloodlines that he's working with. His dad's nickname was fricking Zeus. And his, and he is six eight three
1: fifty. Ah. They looked at Bobby Hart and said, we trust
0: you more than him. That's what they yes. did. Zeus Brown. There you go. Um, but yeah, that I think that'll play a small role, but like you said, yeah. it's not like the Bengals generated a ton of pass rush the first time around, which now that the Bengals don't have Ogan Joby and now that Orlando Brown is back. I think we need to – we're going to see some really weird looks from Lou Anarumo. And by that I mean Mike Hilton blitzing a lot, Sam Hubbard dropping into coverage, what have you. But the other important thing to note is Jermaine Pratt plays this time around after not playing the last time around, and this is where I want to switch to. The Chiefs ran all over the Bengals the first time around. Uh, mostly because it looks like the looked like the Bengals were just playing light boxes and saying we are not going to let Mahomes go for five yep. hundred. But you still have to play the light boxes this time around. Let's not kid ourselves. Absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. Because if you commit six guys to being in the box, you it's are post against Mahomes and these weapons. So Jermaine Pratt, I think, is going to play a ginormous role in whatever abilities or capabilities he has in somehow you know being able to help the Bengals slow down that Chiefs run game just a little bit this week
1: oh and another huge guy this week um DJ Reader is playing like a hall of famer right now he he had a hall of fame type game last week yeah um I'm not saying he's making to the hall of fame I'm just saying he was an absolute game wrecker and if he could somehow wreck. You know Creed Humphrey and those guys up front this week, um, that would do amazing things because the Chiefs like to do a lot of play action too. So if they don't have to worry about that, they got a shot. And I'm not saying you know, and this is the weird part. I, I was watching a bunch of Chiefs playoff games on, on on YouTube just to see the flow of the games. You know, the Chiefs were down 21 to zero against the Texans and ended up winning 50 to like 30. So. Just because the Bengals have a hot start, and we saw this with, 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 the, uh, with, with the Steelers game, the Chiefs scored zero points through the first 20 minutes of the game or 25, really, really, Yeah. I mean, like through, like, the third basically the whole first half, and then went on five straight touchdown passing drives. Yeah. So it's not just a one-half thing. We saw that the first time the Bengals played, the, you know, the, the Chiefs, they gave up 28 in the first half and three in the second. Yeah. I would yeah. really, really like that number to not be that skewed. Yeah. I would like it to be probably 14 and 14, you know, or 10 and 17 or something like that.
0: It is vitally important that the Bengals don't get down again by 14.
1: Well, here's the, also the thing. So somebody, you know, I was watching a, a show that I actually respect um, and it was only one guy. It was Chris Sims. I kind of respect his you know, opinions. I know you don't, um, but, you know, I they're think not him, like
0: him. Him and his dad are both really bad at their jobs.
1: Okay, but the thing with Chris Sims is, at least, at least he kind of knows what he's talking about, um, like football wise.
0: Um, Nobody that is friends with Mike Florio knows what they're talking about.
1: That's true. I didn't that, see how I didn't mention Mike Florio. Um, he, he was saying how you could take away, uh, you know, the Chiefs' atmosphere if you get up quick and. I would not be surprised if the Bengals took the ball first. I would not be, but they're not, I don't think they're going to, they'll probably defer because they always defer. Um, It's a smarter decision, but just take that crowd out of it right away. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah. You know, it's Arrowhead. It's 77,000 people just being absolute noise. Lunatics. Lunatics. So you're never going to fully take them out of it. But I agree with you. If the Bengals can get out to a fast start and capitalize. So unlike – so the first time they play the Chiefs, get the ball, the Bengals stop them right away, and the Bengals get the ball back. And remember – It was at fourth down. It was was like a fourth in inches. And they didn't – he did not get that challenge flag out in time. I'm still pissed about that. But if the Bengals are able to – do that same thing this time, but score on that first drive, all of a sudden a young team that's already got a ton of confidence is like, oh my God, this, we can do this. And, you know, I don't think it's one of those instances where if the chiefs let the Bengals stick around long enough, then it becomes more dangerous because the Bengals have already beaten the chiefs. So it's not one of those games where it's like, if you let them hang around long enough, like the Bengals did with the jets, then you could be in real trouble in the fourth quarter, but it's going to be one of those games where, if the Bengals can somehow take that first blow from the Chiefs, man, you start to feel really confident in those middle eight minutes where the Bengals have been so good this year.
1: Yeah, so they, the Bengals have jumped out to two big momentum swings in the first two games of the playoffs this year. Difference is field goals. Field goals That's instead of touchdowns. going
0: to be huge. I'm t-
1: I'm telling you right now, and, and you know what? The Chiefs' defense doesn't really scare me that much in the red zone. I know Tyron Matthew's going to play, so that 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 does scare me. Um, and I am happy. I am, you know, in a way, I'm happy he's playing because I don't want to hear it if he wasn't playing. Oh, we lost because Tyron Matthews wasn't there to set the you know the defense. I don't care. I have have them all healthy. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. But um, you know, I think their offense matches up well with them in the red zone. I mean, last time they played. They scored every time in the reds. I mean, Tyler Boyd had that touchdown in the back in the end zone. I think their offense matches up well um, with the Chiefs' defense, you know, red zone wise. But you know that the, the fast start is is going to be important and scoring touchdowns because if the Bengals would have scored touchdowns against the Raiders and the Titans early in that game, those would have been blowouts. And, yeah. and I firmly believe that. I really do. I firmly believe if they would have scored touchdowns instead of field goals, it, it blowout.
0: You know, I know you're not a big Brendan Staley guy, and I get it. He his fourth downs kind of, you know,
1: they overshadow they overshadow how good of a coach he is. I think
0: confuse a lot of people, but him and Zach Taylor this year have both done a great job of proving exactly what you need to do to beat the Chiefs. You need to be so aggressive that it that it almost borders on hurting your team. Which it did with the Chargers. Yeah. But I think we saw exactly what happened Sunday against Buffalo, why Zach Taylor did what he did against that uh, at the end oh. of the game against the Chiefs. He bl- yeah, game. he bled the clock. You cannot give Patrick Mahomes extra possessions in this game. And if the Bengals are negative in the turnover margin, I don't care if Joe Burrow throws for 600 yards. If the Bengals turn it over more than the Chiefs, they're losing this game.
1: Oh, they, even if they don't turn the ball over. They- and the Chiefs do, which Mahomes should have had a pick. Um, Eli Apple dropped an interception that first-round matchup, which was big at the time. I was really angry. Um, but it's going to be really important for the Bengals to try to steal one because they're already – I mean, they're a touchdown dog. So that's one possession. If they could steal one possession, I mean, it, it's basically an even game.
0: If the Bengals – but think about this. If, if Eli Apple or Mike Hilton intercepts either of those passes from that first-time round yep. – you got a whole different ball game. So, you know, short of sounding cliche with what, with what I think are the keys to the game, you got to take, you got to take so much care of the football. You have to convert when you get in the red zone and for God's sake, you cannot let your quarterback get abused like he did last week.
1: Yeah. And also I think it's another important part. So Chiefs score at Will in the playoffs at home. We've seen that again, 31 points. Um, Lowest in the playoffs no, I think the AFC Championship. The lowest is thirty. Well, I guess it was that Patriots game. Other than that, I think it's thirty-five. So Joe Mixon might have to have a big game here. Um, they need to. Contr- they and you know another thing, they need to control the time of possession. Uh, I think that's really really important because if you don't control the time of possession, your defense going to get gassed. And that Chiefs offense in the fourth and third third and fourth quarter against a gassed defense you have no shot of stopping that Chiefs offense if you're gassed in the third and fourth quarter.
0: So the last stat I want to bring up before I get you, get a prediction from you for Sunday is, so the Chiefs defense ranks 23rd in DVOA against the pass this year, which is obviously in the bottom 10 of the league. So the other defenses that are in the bottom 10 that the Bengals have faced this year outside of the Chiefs are Baltimore twice, Detroit Jacksonville and the Jets. What this isn't a trivia question, but I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you think Joe Burrow's stats were in those how many games is that? So one, two, three, four, five, six, including the Chiefs game. What what do you think Joe Burrow's like interception to touchdown was in those games?
1: I'm trying to think. He threw. Wow. Um geez. I don't even know. Did he, did he throw zero picks? Am I right about that?
0: No, he threw two interceptions.
1: Two. Okay. 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 Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 17 and two.
0: He had 19 touchdowns in those okay. six games against those, those five teams. Okay. And, then, um, he had over 2000 yards passing in those six games.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's not forget the Chiefs game. He had four tutties, no picks, uh, four hundred forty-six yards, whatever. Yeah. So,
0: so moral of the story is this defense can be had. It's going to come down to can the Bengals make one stop, one stop against the Chiefs, one stop and take care of the ball, one stop and taking care of the ball. So because that- I, I yeah yeah. I'm going to throw it over you. The Chiefs have now moved to minus seven and a half. Um, Let me get a quick total for you right here. I think it's somewhere maybe 54-ish. Sorry, pulling it up real quick. Didn't have this ready to go. Uh, The total is 54 and a half. So give give me a prediction. Give me an X factor. And why don't you also tell me Who is going to win the NFC championship? All
1: right, I'll start with NFC first. Um, 49ers are 6-0 against the Rams when McVay and Shanahan have been there. But I think the curse ends. I think the Rams win. Um, I think Matt Stafford is an arguably a top five, six quarterback. Uh, Jimmy G kind of blows. So – I, I really think the Rams are going to win at home, even though it's going to be Levi Stadium of the South. Um, I, think, I think 49ers fans are going to outweigh the, uh, the Rams fans there. But um, And then, you know, for the AFC Championship game, wow. Seven and a half points when you just beat them four weeks ago is outright disrespectful. And I was about to change my pick and say 35 Chiefs, 31 Bengals – but that's seven and a half really just pissed me off. So, um, cause it was six and a half. Seven and a half is saying they got, they had a win by 10. That's basically what they're saying. They're going to win by a touchdown and a field goal if it's seven and a half. So I'm going Bengals 38. I'm going chiefs 35. And you know what? I'm going to be so wrong and I don't even care. I don't care.
0: It is. It is awesome to have blind faith, uh, in your team. Um, <laughs> I think that the 49ers are going to run all over the Rams. Okay. You know, I, I I just think the 49ers are just a better team than the Rams, and they're playing better football right now. Uh, 49ers went into Green Bay in Rogers' house and shut them down, um, whereas the Rams, you know, they beat a really beat-up Bucks team. <laughs> So what you make of that is what you make of that. But I think the 49ers win that game. I think they win it, uh, score in the low twenties, like 23, 21, something like that. Um, I think that's going to be a really good game though, but I am hoping that we're not, that we're going to have that game fly by because we're going to be sitting on cloud nine after a win in the first game, which is the AFC championship. Um, I know I said, so shout out to our friends, your friends over at uh, the Shut Up and Ball Pod. Uh, We have on on their podcast this week. And I know I said on there that I I thought the Bengals were going to beat the Chiefs. My tune has changed. So, you know, like I said, I don't think this moment is too big for the Bengals. I think that they will be very, very competitive down to the final whistle in this game. But... Patrick Mahomes, there's a reason that they've hosted four straight AFC championship games. And I think this this is the only year that they weren't the one seed. So there is a really good reason why they always are hosting these games. And there's a good reason why they've appeared in two straight Super Bowls. Um, and I just think at the end of the day, just not enough. I think I will say this. This is my bold prediction. I do think the Bengals get the ball back down a score with like a minute 56 left, but I think that there is like an untimely sack or an untimely drop, and I just think that inexperience and that missing it the Bengals clearly have uh, eventually comes up and bites them uh, in a key moment. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs 34 to 29 weird score because I think the Bengals will go for two at some point. Um, but I really, I do think the Bengals, I think the Bengals will actually play from ahead for most of the game. And then I think as the game goes on, you'll see the chiefs wear down that Bengals D line, no Larry Ogunjobi. Uh And I just think at the end, they come up just a smidge short, but man, when you look, I think after this game, we will be still so happy with what they've accomplished this season. So, yeah, uh, I've got Chiefs, Niners in the Super Bowl. You've got Chiefs, you got Bengals, Rams. Yeah. Uh, both of which I think would be really fun matchups. So,
1: and, and to be fair, I mean, let's be honest, I want the 49ers to win.
0: Yes. I just don't. If the yeah. Bengals do win, Bengals fans should be humongous 49ers fans because Aaron Donald might get 30 sacks against the Bengals. Well, not
1: only Aaron, I mean, let's not forget, they also have a man named Von Miller. Um, So (laughs) yeah. And a man named Leonard, Leonard Floyd. So uh, yeah, they just don't match up with the Rams well, but let's not talk about that because they got to beat the Chiefs first in Arrowhead on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Not an easy task, not an easy task. So only, only, yeah. Yeah. Last time the Bengals appeared in the AFC championship, as we well know, was 1989 and they played the Buffalo bills. Good game. The Bengals used their hurry up offense that the bills later complained about to the NFL. Um, and then the bills claimed to have invented the hurry up offense a couple of years later. It's funny how that <laughs> works. So this Sunday, <laughs> I think we could well argue that there are oh there are maybe four or five Hall of Fame players on the field on Sunday. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, maybe Tyree Kill, maybe Tyron Matthew, maybe Joe Burrow, so on and so forth. My question for you is, when the Bengals played the Bills in the AFC Championship in 1989, how many Hall of Fame players were there on the field? Is it A, A four, B, 5, or C, 2? I'm going to go 5. Your answer is 5. 5 is incorrect. Uh, is it 4? Is it, it is 4. Do you have any inklings about naming them?
1: Anthony Munoz, 1.
0: Wait, you were right. It was 5. Sorry. I was okay. only counting the Bills players. Sorry. You were right. It is 5. Now... Name them. Okay.
1: You,
0: okay. Um, Thurman
1: Thomas. There's two. Jim Kelly. There's three. Bruce Smith. There's four. Is he a defender?
0: He is not. He's a yeah. wide receiver. Oh, Andre Reed. Andre Reed. Let's Five go. Five Hall of Fame players in that game. And then I didn't realize this. There were, sorry, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page real quick. The Bills' owner is in the Hall of Fame, so you know that I don't think that counts. Um,
1: Mike Brown's getting in soon, I
0: heard. <laughs> the Bills' GM is in the Hall of Fame from that team, and the Bills' coach from that team is also in the Hall of Fame. So
1: who's our coach? I don't know. I don't know who their coach was.
0: Marv Levy.
1: Okay, Marv. I didn't know Marv Levy was their coach then. All right. So there was he there go.
0: with the four Super Bowl runs too?
1: That you know, if that happened to us, I would break. I would break as a fan. I think if the Bengals made four straight Super Bowls and lost all of them.
0: It would have been. It would be truly sad to be a Cincinnati sports fan if that happens. Hopefully, there is only joy to be had this weekend. Uh, Bengals and Chiefs on Sunday at Arrowhead. Let's let's. Let, you know what? This is at those one of those points where you just say screw it and let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, we yeah. I think we're to that point where I expected eight wins and we're in the AFC Championship. So let the chips lie where they are let's see how this team can stack up at Arrowhead. and
0: breaking news by the way just got this alert on my phone joe burrow has been named comeback player of the year in the nfl that really very well deserved award
1: hold on so is that how, why do they why do they announce that now with the mvp in next week
0: well this is the pro football writers of america i don't know if that's the official nfl award but oh, okay I got it. this is so pro football as the writers have awarded like the executive of the year and stuff already. So uh, congratulations to Joe Burrow. Well-deserved, well-deserved.
1: Also Duke, Duke Tobin got hosed. um, He got screwed. He got got hosed. He got screwed. I mean, he got, he got screwed. I mean, we're going to keep it PG. He got screwed. Uh, If you think Bill Belichick, if you think, if you think Bill Belichick, signing nelson aguilar hunter henry and drafting mac jones is better than what the Bengals have done you're on you're on you're i'm I'm, you're You're on some strong
0: substances strong strong substances yeah so uh that's our one major gripe so far hopefully we've got a lot of good news to discuss on monday when we gather back uh if not we will still be back next week but for until then
1: who did?